0: It is the fifth anniversary of Membership Academy, and you guys know what that means. It is time to welcome once again the one and only Callie Willows onto the Membership Guys podcast.
1: Woohoo! My annual my annual being brought out of the cupboard and allowed onto the podcast.
0: Yes, this is your annual cameo, and as we do every single year, we are going to look back at the past 12 months of Membership Academy, the Membership Guys, and what's gone on in our business and unless you've been hiding under a rock you'll know it's been an eventful 12 months so we've got a lot to get into and we're going to dive in in just a sec
1: you're listening to the membership guys podcast bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week and now here's your host mike morrison's
0: All right, so this is episode 272 of the Membership Guys podcast, where myself and the one and only Callie Willows will be taking a look back at the last 12 months in our business what worked what hasn't worked what mistakes or lessons have been encountered and how larger world events have impacted our business
1: yeah and if you listen to last year's roundup we actually left off on a bit of a cliffhanger because our fourth anniversary fell about two weeks exactly two weeks in fact before our first live concert Concert? Concert? <laughs> conference. Uh retain live, which was a two-day conference that we were putting on here in Newcastle for membership site owners from around the world.
0: Yeah, and this was the very first time we'd done anything of of that nature. We never ran this sort of live event before. We'd done little workshops and little mastermind yeah. events, but never a big two-day conference where we're getting people to come from all over the world. And we already talked on the the last anniversary episode 12 months ago about just how much work went into that and how much more attention um, went into that. And indeed, if you listen to the podcast regularly, we did follow up with some dedicated episodes about the event. it's fair to say that Retain Live dominated the start of our fifth year because August, really was when things ramped up things went crazy in the, the weeks building up to the event we worked ourselves to the bone
1: we did we were pretty exhausted by the time retainer actually came around i think we were just looking forward to sleeping once it was over
0: yeah it was it was a, a an odd flashback to some of those earlier days of kind of freelancing or just getting started in business where you were getting up you know we were getting up at crazy early in the morning and working through till the, the small hours of the next day and it was a grind it's fair to say it's the hardest we've we've worked in a long time
1: <laughs> yeah anybody who's a, an academy member or follows us regularly will know you know we work hard but we like to work hard as little as possible yeah and basically enjoy life so this was this was harder work than we've been used to for a long time
0: it was a shock to the system but it was worth it it's fair to say we we knocked it out of the park um if i say so myself and it's not just me who says it the feedback we got was yeah. just remarkable for a first time event in particular i think was it 95 percent,
1: 98 percent of people 98? said they would come back which was awesome yeah um yeah we were really pleased with the the feedback that we got and yeah it did did make it all worthwhile in the end we um yeah we loved that everybody enjoyed it and thought it was a great event yeah
0: definitely and you know after the event was was done um everyone that that we we came across was asking the same question when can they buy tickets for next year retain twenty. Now, when we were originally planning the event, we did have in mind that it would be a a regular thing. So we bought Retain 2019, Retain 2020, Retain 2021, um, just assuming we were going to do it every year. But we were so burned out, I think, in the run-up to to running the, the event in 2019 that we just decided that wasn't going to happen. We just decided, you know what, we'll get this out of the way, because it had become such an albatross, it was such hard work and so uh, distracting from from the core business that we just wanted to get it done, get it out the way, and and forget about this idea of, of doing um, live events. Honestly, I we were in a place where we were kind of regretting ever committing to do this in the first place.
1: Yeah I'm not ashamed to say there were times in the run-up where I was I was crying a little bit and going why on earth did we decide why to are do we this? doing this? Um, and a lot of that was was pressure we put on ourselves to to make it as perfect as we could and to you know we were doing a lot of it ourselves even though we had an event company and things you know Mike and I are a little bit on the perfectionist side although yeah. we try and not be so you know we definitely put a lot of stress on ourselves with it but as soon as we got on the stage that first day it kind of we remembered why we were doing it and just being able to look out and see all the academy members and non-academy members that had made the trip from all around the world and were yeah. there to learn and support us and connect with each other that was awesome it made it all totally worthwhile
0: yeah definitely and so <laughs> i think midway through the event so on the like back in a hotel room at the end of day one we had that kind of almost panicked conversation. So we we decided going into it, we're never going to do this again, right? Because the build up, the work involved was just not what we wanted to do. But then the event, day one of the event and the, the pre, like the kickoff party we did was so incredible and was such a buzz, such a rush that our outlook started to change. So we had that panicked discussion in the hotel room. Okay, well, do we want to do this again? And if we want to do this again, do we want to make the announcement? Should we quickly speak to the venue and see if we can lock in a time? So <laughs> we, we were trying to make that big decision um, as as the car was moving, essentially. And we decided that if we did it again, it would likely be every other year. So the next one would be 2021, um, simply because A, the work involved, B, the fact that we, we were never doing this to make money every single dollar or pound in profit that we found ourselves making on the event, we reinvested into adding little fun touches, um, or, you know, booking an ice cream cart to come and stuff like that. And so we, um, that, that changes the, the, the strategy and the approach. It's, it's, if you're doing something kind of just for the fun of it, for the community building side of it, then, um, the commitment for how much you need to do every, every year to make that happen just didn't make sense. So we thought, okay, it'll be, it'll be every two years. So the next one would be 2021 in hindsight.
1: Yeah. In hindsight, that worked out quite well. (laughs) Yeah. We've got how the events uh, have gone this year.
0: Yeah. We dodged a bullet (laughs) because had we committed to being retained 2020, we'd be screwed because of obviously what's going on in the world with the pandemic and um, with everything. Like, we wouldn't be able to do it. We'd have had to cancel, we'd need to do it virtually and all that sort of stuff. Um, and frankly, uh, we've got a lot of friends who who run live events, people like Chris Ducker with his Youpreneur Summit, people like Andrew and Pete with Atomicon, people like Janet Murray who runs content live. Um, and we know that these guys have had to work their butts off to adapt and adjust to what's been going on in the world. Um, and seeing how quickly plans for things like live events can fall apart, it does kind of make it a little less likely that we would do another Retain Live conference in the foreseeable future. Because Lord only knows how long it's going to take before um, before you can have the confidence to to put on an event event before audiences will have the confidence and the comfort level to attend events uh, like this one so who knows what the future holds but for now there's no plans for another retain live event uh, we might do other things other types of events we might do other virtual things you know stuff like member Palooza um, is a little a little looser a little less formal because it's more just a celebratory thing but we might do um, some other, fun stuff and to bring we've got some ideas we've got some
1: ideas but yeah but it's definitely a shame because it was a a great event and by the end we were kind of totally high on on the experience and and how great it was just having so many membership site owners together yeah Uh, but at the same time I'm kind of glad that if it is the only one that we ever do that it was good and we can be proud of it and say actually yeah we put our, our all into that event
0: yeah you know part of you does because we did nail it we really, really did nail it. Um,
1: I mean, there's always things you can improve. There's always little yeah.
0: things you can improve. But again, we exceeded our own high expectations. And so there's always the temptation to, to not mess with that. Be you a know? one-hit wonder. Yeah, just, you know what? Just be a one-hit wonder. It's, we can be the Rick Astley of the, um, the conference world, you
1: know?
0: Um, but yeah, who knows what the future holds? But for now, there's, there's no plans. Uh, A big part of the reasoning for that as well, it's not just the pandemic and all that, is that if we're being completely honest, uh, I feel like we took our eyes off the ball with Membership Academy.
1: Yeah, and when we say that, it's not a case of we did anything wrong in the Academy, we let things slide, you know, we were still in the community every day, we were still producing content, we were still giving our Academy members as much as we could, but we weren't innovating and trying new things the way that we usually like to do so normally every year we we try and mix things up we try new things we we kind of get creative with content and things like that and or changes to the academy and features and we didn't do that in 2019 yeah. particularly because we were so focused on retain so you know we were distracted we weren't yeah. as kind of
0: we weren't as on it yeah yeah and the thing is within our business and we said this all along the Academy, is always at the heart of it. It's always top of our list, our main focus. And when we were planning retain, that's the first time in five years that that hasn't been the case. Yeah. And so, you know, if you were to ask our academy members during that time whether they'd felt like their experience as a member had changed, they probably wouldn't wouldn't have even noticed that we hadn't been on it but we knew and we knew that there were a few things not necessarily with the academy but a few things with the membership guys um where we'd planned certain things in our content strategy um but they got shelved because we knew we couldn't focus on them so doing more with video um doing more around facebook live doing something fun like this around the anniversaries and stuff um and some of the some of the bigger plans that we had for the academy and for other aspects of the business again we were putting those aside or you know we were making certain decisions based on what was going to be essentially best for yeah. the, the conference as opposed to what's going to be best uh, for the membership so um we're probably being a little too hard on ourselves but i think it's nothing when you know you're not you know, firing on all cylinders on the thing that's meant to be your main focus, which for us is the Academy and the Membership Guys brand. When you're aware of that, then that, that adds to the anxiety. That, that becomes a little niggle in the back of your brain that builds and builds and builds, and, builds and it has a knock-on effect on, on anything else. And it's the first time really in five years where we have had something dominate our time to the extent that the Academy... It didn't become an afterthought, but it became, for, for a period, it was deprioritized.
1: Yeah, and where we had to constantly be thinking, well, I want to do this, but we'll have to wait until yeah. after retaining and things. And actually, I don't think either of us factored in how exhausted we would be after retain. So mm-hmm. even then, the things that we'd kind of said, okay, well, we'll do this in October after, after Retain's done and things, it actually took us quite a long time to recover from Retain, I think.
0: Yeah. I don't remember much of the, the two months after Retain, like the, the bandwidth that something like that takes and the recovery time that takes, especially for two introverts like us, but also just catching up on sleep and just kind of depressuring after something of that, that kind of scale. Uh, But the good thing is even when we weren't at our best, there was a lot of momentum that that came off the back of running retain that kind of carried the membership for us during that period where where we weren't firing on all cylinders to be honest
1: yeah and I think it was great because retain even though only a tiny portion of our members were able to to make it live it did create a lot of buzz in our community we had members who were at retain who actually formed mini mastermind groups inside the community afterwards and are still going strong uh, to this day and of course we had the recordings of retain as well so we yeah. gradually put those recordings into the academy as well so that everybody who couldn't be there got the value of of kind of those event sessions as well and yeah I think that was really popular with members being able to still see those event sessions even though they couldn't make it there live
0: yeah definitely and uh, you know again because during the time when we were working on retain we didn't have as much time committed to producing new content for the academy those recordings and being able to repurpose the event material into membership content uh, helped us I don't want to say paper over the cracks um, but certainly helped us make up what we felt was a shortfall in terms of our, our commitment uh, to to the membership.
1: Maybe it's best to say it gave us a little bit of breathing room in that time where we did need to decompress a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it wasn't just retained. 2019 was a, a very busy year, especially the the back half of the year in addition to return live uh we just completed a big rebrand in in July 2019 which was a massive undertaking um the the name of membership academy changed from member site academy to membership academy finally finally <laughs> four years in which um brought with it all sorts of extra kind of workload and logistics to take care of. Um, we also were real hard at work in kind of August, September time on the online membership industry report, which was released just before Retain, actually, um, because we we kind of really crunched to get that released before the event so we could include some of the findings. Um, it's the first report of its, of its kind for the online membership business um, space, that has benchmarks, it has stats. If you've not seen it, you can head to membershipbenchmarks.com and you can download for free. You don't even need an email address. Uh, and that, we were real proud of that because this this marketplace, this industry, hasn't had good data, good stats or anything like that to, to work from.
1: Yeah, and it's been one of our biggest frustrations that, you know, when, when people say to us, well, what's the average churn rate? What's the average income? Things like that, that, you know, we're pretty much just guesstimating. But yeah. now we don't need to because we've got actual facts from our audience on on how their memberships are doing.
0: Yeah, and having that data has been, it's been really, really valuable for us um, in our content creation, in being able to fill in some of the gaps um, in, in kind of our wider audience's understanding of the membership world uh, over the last 12 months since we released that report so that again is a big it's been a big big thing that we were real proud of but again it was something that was a lot of work um, all kind of piling up and at the same time we were also hard at work at writing our second book behind the membership which again the one and only Callie Willows is is largely responsible for um it's derived from her very popular podcast series behind the membership and we turned it into a book and again this was at the same time as retain the same time as the rebrand the same time as the online membership industry report so all of these are things we're really really proud of um but they were all things that took our attention away from uh, the academy so once we'd kind of decompressed and we'd, we'd gotten all these other little side projects out of the way, um, the awareness that we hadn't been performing how we wanted to be within the academy forced us to refocus. It, it forced us to swing back and think, okay, we need to give the academy some love. We need, to, we need to do all these great things that we've been wanting to do that we've had to kind of put aside, thinking about what comes next, where the big priorities are, what we should be concentrating on to best serve our members. So at the turn of the year, we set aside a big chunk of time, pretty much the entirety of January. We always like to do big planning sessions in January because, you know, it's a new year, new beginnings, all of that stuff. We set aside almost the whole month for high-level planning mapping out the strategy completely revisiting our academy content we we almost looked at it as okay if we were just launching the academy today and we had nothing what would it have so we tried to reimagine it from the ground up um and we put together some great plans we put together fantastic plans fantastic strategy we had the whole year mapped out and come february we were raring to go and then the wheels came off.
1: Yeah. A little thing called coronavirus uh, started happening. Yes. Yeah, And actually before that, uh, before kind of coronavirus and you know what actually hit the fan in March... We were actually sick for the entirety of February. We went to Houston for a weekend and we came home and we were both ridiculously ill. Like um, Mike in particular, I've never seen as ill but I couldn't breathe um, unless I was sitting up. Callie was
0: literally having to, like, couldn't sleep in bed, had to sleep upright um, in a chair because otherwise, like, if, if Callie laid down, she couldn't breathe. So we were ill we were ill and I still I'm pretty sure I know which person it was on the plane on the way back because I remember them coughing Coughing
1: and you were getting really annoyed
0: really Um, annoyed
1: but yeah so whilst we don't we haven't been able to get tested to know if it was actually coronavirus or not we're both kind of sure that it was yeah I'd be very surprised Um,
0: if it wasn't because we were we were sidelined for pretty much an entire month I Um, still don't feel 100% if I'm honest yeah from from kind of a week or so after we got back from from that trip we were both, like we've had flu, we've had colds, we've we've had illnesses and sicknesses yeah. before, but this was something different. Yeah. This was something else.
1: And it's the first time in five years where we've actually had to completely cancel an academy Q and A call. Like
0: we never, we don't cancel stuff um, wherever we can, but we we had to clear the decks. We couldn't do anything. So all these big plans that we were ready to get started with in February didn't happen so we got sick and then the world got sick
1: yeah yeah it it was a trying time and i i think you know we want to be honest here and say that actually march when things were kicking off it was our worst month ever in terms of churn for the academy in terms of of actually being the first time in five years that we lost more members than we gained and not by a little by a lot as well so i think even though you know we're lucky we've got a lot of members we've got a lot of ledge to walk back on but you still get that anxiety when you see the numbers going in the wrong direction yeah
0: and and that is where we're obviously grateful for the type of business model that the membership academy is and of course the business model that we teach because you are on much more stable footing. So while you obviously don't want to lose chunks of your member base, you're better positioned to absorb that than a lot of people during this time. Um, unfortunately, were were in, and so it was. You know, we weren't certainly weren't immune to that initial impact in March when lockdowns in in different countries came in. When suddenly, you know, people were facing so much uncertainty and they didn't know like whether their jobs would be safe whether their business um would survive it that that kind of month of just complete uncertainty um we we felt the brunt of that and to be honest we weren't even thinking about it we weren't thinking about about our bottom line about our business um because you know we know that bad times have an expiration date right and so we just wanted to make sure that we were doing whatever we could or kind of what little you could you know we can do we were trying to do um to best serve our audience and even if that meant encouraging people to to put their subscriptions on hold with us um then you know we were active actively telling people listen of all the things you need to take care of right now paying us 49 bucks for the membership academy should not be top of your list so pause your subscription we'll still be here when you come back um and i'm glad that we were in a position to be able to to do that and to absorb the the financial hit that it that it meant
1: yeah definitely because i think as soon as it started affecting us we knew it would be affecting our members too you know we have members all around the world as mike said we've got members in lots of different markets and niches a lot of which were going to be initially at least hard hit by the circumstances yeah. so we did want to make it as easy as possible for for people to pause their accounts and yeah so the majority of that that churn that we mentioned in it being our worst month was actually people pausing as opposed to cancelling
0: yeah. and i mean technically this is the thing technically if someone pauses their subscription they're, still, they're members. still members but you still kind of count them as it's a subscription that that is yeah. lost right um but again to be honest that was a further thing from our minds because we knew that it would bounce back we just wanted to to make sure that if there was something we could be doing for people um we we were so you know we invested more time and and resources and energy into showing up in more places so we started doing the facebook lives and the youtube videos just dispensing um you know, advice freely. We already put out a lot of free content and resources, but we kind of doubled down on our efforts to to do that in more places. Um, we we did little things like making our, our book member machine free to everyone because essentially it's a it's a step by step manual for someone who needs to get a membership up in thirty days. Which we kind of figured if if someone's pivoting their business, we want to get this in their hands, and you know what the four books that we make um on each book sale is the is just like we don't need that so we we made it just a free download again we weren't even taking people's email addresses just to get it to people it's it's one of those things where it felt like a really small insignificant thing but we had um well over a thousand people download it and and just the the feedback from from people being able to actually utilize that um just let us know that while it was a little thing, it was it was something that yeah. um, was useful to people and, and helped, you know, at least a few of them navigate the situation.
1: Yeah, and we tried to be more available to, like, Academy members all know we're in the community every day. We're as, as supportive and available as we possibly can be, but we really tried to take that even a step further during this situation especially when we started by doing more live calls you know yeah. member mixers which isn't something we we typically were doing in the academy uh, just trying to be there creating content about what people could actually do to handle the situation and things as well so really just trying to to do as much as possible as we could to support people in lots of difficult times
0: yeah because again you know as i said before bad times have an expiration day and memberships are always about they all about the long term so you know whatever whatever you can do to help your members in the long term will will come back it'll pay dividends even if you are if, if you're looking at things from a purely commercial dollars and cents point of view there is a financial return on investment in being a, a good servant to your community and to your audience they'll repay you for it in the long run um and once things had kind of settled, because that March was so, there was so much uncertainty. Yeah. I think it's not, obviously, we're not out of the woods yet with, with the pandemic and a lot of people are still suffering from it. But that that first month or so w- was just such an, an unknown, unknowable period of time, um, which certainly seemed to settle down a bit come kind of April. Yeah. And when that happened... Um, the Academy bounced back in in a really big way. Once that initial craziness started to settle um, and that uncertainty kind of abated, then we saw a lot of the people who would pause their subscriptions, maybe kind of out of precautionary uh, measures, coming back to us. We had a lot of new people who had kind of been forced by the situation into rethinking what they want their business to be, into taking that leap into self-employment uh, because their job maybe wasn't as safe or secure as they thought that that it was. And that led to member numbers and new signups just kind of shooting back up again. In fact, higher than before.
1: Yeah, I would say actually each month of the last four or five months has actually been a new record for us in mm-hmm. terms of growth and member numbers and things like that. So, you know, we had that terrible month and then- Terrible you know, month touch wood touch everything um everything's continued to rebound and be even better than it was before
0: yeah and obviously
1: it it feels a bit wrong saying that to be honest because you know there is a certain i'm sure it's not just me an element of guilt when you're doing okay when other people you know are still struggling
0: but by the same token we know from our community that what we've been trying to do for them has has helped them so it is that thing if you can't feel guilty about succeeding yeah. at helping other people um navigate what's going on. Yeah
1: definitely it's
0: just because we're English. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're English because we don't like English people traditionally we don't talk about money or success or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> it's not the it's not the British way of doing mm-hmm. things. Um, so some of that will have been driven by the circumstances like we said people who had kind of paused or left temporarily coming back or people having that that new Motivation to to move into uh, the the membership world, but also during this period, as we said, in our quest to ensure that we we turned up for people um, in as many places as, as we could, that then had a knock on effect to our reach. So obviously, we we started doing more on YouTube, we started doing more on Facebook Live, so we were just naturally reaching more people. We started publishing more content on our blog, which meant. Google had more to feed on, which meant we got increased traffic. So everything had its knock-on effect, which obviously played into being able to rebound uh, with the Academy uh, around kind of April, May time, and the exponential growth thereafter. And that that extra focus on, on kind of the content the marketing side, again, it's been a big part of the, the first portion of this year. We said we had those big plans in January, that we kind of had to not throw out but accept the reality that postpone. we have to postpone this stuff because like the world is ending um but the stuff we did in its place doing more with video my little um pandemic project of up leveling our video setup our live streaming um capabilities and resources again all of that is is now stuff that it is kind of going to pay off uh, longer term and we've already seen some some great results because we, we create a lot of video content. We live stream a lot too um, with things like our monthly Q&As. Um, so that investment in, in kicking our video up a notch is something we've been very happy with. Especially when you consider like uh, some of our earliest live videos, the quality was terrible. Like we were just using like a low quality webcam, we were um, we were broadcasting over YouTube live, so we just looked like potatoes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I mean, still look like potatoes, no. but we were brightly <laughs> lit potatoes back then.
0: Um, so yeah, again, that's it's it's just been nice that even while everything's been going on, we've been able to kick things up a notch in other areas that maybe weren't a priority at the start of the year, but that we've been able to focus on. Not just because it looks better, it looks good, but also removes barriers. It removes excuses for us to be able to just jump on a, a live call. If we've got something to say, we can just rock up into our um, our recording room, everything is set up, plug the cable in, press go, and we're streaming at a, a higher quality than, than we'd ever been able to do before, whether it's for live videos or, or pre-recorded videos. Um, we've, we've had a separate video studio for a while, but not only is the equipment in our new setup better, with the old setup, we used to have to switch between the stuff we used for live streaming and the stuff we used for recording videos. And when you're not in the mood, when you're not motivated, that can be enough of a of having to mess around, enough of an inconvenience for you to just say, oh, you know what, let's just leave this till next week. And there's been a few times in the past where we plan to do like batch video recordings. We were going to get started on YouTube a year or so ago properly. Ugh, YouTube. We've been meaning to get started properly on YouTube for like five years. Yeah. But a year or so ago we planned out essentially a, a ten part video series and we were going to batch record them all um in a day. And literally I think the day came and we were like, oh, you know what? Let's just postpone this because it was easier to just not do it. Um whereas now we have no excuse we come in within two minutes we're good to go and we're ready to go so again that's that's a really um important kind of upgrade for us um not just for the quality to be significantly better but just so we have to do a lot less to have quality video content
1: yeah and i think when not dealing with the apocalypse um leveling up on quality is kind of been the name of the game for us this year both up till now and for the rest of the year as well and that includes membership content too
0: yeah definitely you know once things once we've kind of settled into the new normal i hate that term but you know um we we were actually then able to revisit those plans that we'd made in january um some of them we we changed our thinking on but you know it was nice to be able to kind of Almost get back on track with things. Um, and the core focus of, of those plans was our membership content, changing up our entire approach. Again, as I've said, when we um, started looking at what we wanted to, to do with the Academy, we took it from a standpoint of if we were starting today from scratch without thinking about, okay, we've already got this course or we've already got this um, feature. What would the content look like? How would the courses be structured? Um, What would be priority topics to cover? And that's kind of led to a total change-up of of our approach, the style of our courses, and just really stepping things up and doubling down on making everything as practical and as actionable as possible. Because admittedly, with some of our earlier courses, we were still finding our feet as educators You know, um, when we were consulting for membership owners, when we were partnering with other membership businesses back in the day, when we ran the agency before we started the academy, we would have a hand in everything except the content.
1: Yeah, we did the marketing, the strategy, the tech, retention tactics, but they did the content and yeah. that was that was what they brought to the table so we were new to that when we started the academy me me particularly I think you know you'd done podcasts and yeah, radio I, stuff before so you were you were better at kind of had, sitting had down a bit, and recording yeah. something
0: yeah I'd done podcasting and and um probably more on kind of the blogging and the even the video front if you remember we used to shoot those I used to shoot those videos in the kitchen of the um the first kind of a Yeah, we can't really call it an apartment that we lived in. It was a converted garage um, (laughs) that we lived in. So, but even then, like designing courses and stuff like that, that was the bit that we were always hands off with when it came to working with 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 our clients. So we we were still finding our feet as educators in those early days of the academy, and I think that shows in some of the really early courses that we created because at times I think maybe we overcompensated because we were finding our feet as educators and and we perhaps focused a little too much on trying to make sure we covered everything. every every possible base every question every situation every potential student's personal um approach to a particular topic we were trying to cover everything and almost approaching it like we were, we wanted to teach people everything that they could do rather than just getting laser focused and telling them what they should do. Yeah. And some of that was a confidence thing.
1: Yeah, definitely some of it was a confidence thing. And it, it took me a long time to get confident on courses and recording content at all because it is that thing where and I know a lot of our members can can relate to this where you know what you know but it's difficult to kind of decide what your your members need to know from that it's the kind of what's essential Versus what's nice to know, yeah. and it—I think it's taken me especially a while to kind of get into my head that just because I know something doesn't mean that I need to tell everybody else that as well. Yeah, and condensing it down to just the the essentials. This is what's going to get you the best results.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it is—it's that difference between teaching someone everything they could do and teaching them what they should do, and having the confidence in your in in your viewpoint and the strategy you're teaching and the approach that you're teaching as being what is best for the student based on the knowledge and the experience that you bring to the table which after all is is what they're looking to tap into and so we've certainly had a little bit of we've always felt there was a little bit of imbalance and the great thing is because we're so present within the academy any any gaps like that or any clarification that that people need to kind of whittle down the here's what you here's what you could do into here's what you should do we have the community for that. We have the Q and A's for that. Um, that helped us to essentially um, ad- address that or shortcoming.
1: Yeah, and we say that, but there's a lot of great stuff in the academy content-wise. Don't yeah, get us wrong. Totally, it's just that if we were starting again now, it would we would have done it from a more practical. I think yeah. is the best way of, Some, of yeah. it, a more practical point of view, a more actionable point And again, point predominantly
0: of view. with with the earlier stuff, yeah. like the courses that we created in 2015. Wow, 2015. <laughs> um, and, you know, setting that aside, I mean, courses that we created five years ago are due a replacement, right? Um, so a big, big part of, of our plans for now, plans going forward center around creating new material so we've been creating new courses that are just they're just a whole different standard. Uh the feedback that we've had on them has just been incredible. Um we're also going back and creating new versions of, of some of our older courses too. We've also started doing bi-monthly membership masterclass sessions so these are real deep dive high-level tactical workshops where teaching people a specific strategy but we're also giving them everything that they need to implement so giving them pre like email copy so the the swipe files where they can copy and paste the emails for a particular campaign um creating pre-made page templates for wordpress page builders like divi and and thrive and um elementor for like the sales pages or or pages in a we did a, a workshop on the on a online challenge funnel, um, where again we just gave people the templates, the page templates for the challenge itself, the sign-up pages. So again, this is big, this is part of that big doubling down on helping people get things implemented as quickly and as effectively as possible, and and just being clear and kind of saying this is what you this is what you should do. This is the approach we advocate follow the path follow the plan here's all the resources you need to help you get there and it's it's paying off
1: yeah i think those masterclasses have been hugely popular and i love with the last one in particular which was on splinter products we had people actually setting up their splinter products yeah. while the masterclass was still going on and launching them straight away which yeah. was awesome yeah
0: we had people like we taught we taught a strategy of 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 using splinter products to drive member sales and we had launches of these products happening during the masterclass i think if we needed a sign that <laughs> that this yeah. content was working it's it's that we all produced the growth game plans as well which are insanely practical
1: yeah and actually while we say that kind of we took our foot off the gas last year we actually introduced these in november 2019 so actually we snuck these in yeah (laughs) so we first started releasing these in november 2019 and these are, are definitely practical these are they step by step how to do specific things so we have the churn slayer for example where it will help you improve your retention the sales booster which will help you get more sales and these are just step by step this is exactly what you need to do no fluff nothing just the actions that you need to take and the the things that you need to help take those actions yeah and you know we're, we're very literal in our naming of things. So hopefully they're all clear and easy. So, um, you know, as I said, we've got things like the churns layer, the sales booster, the audience amplifier, all these different growth game plans to help those who already have their memberships up and running to just take things to that next level.
0: Yeah. And again, they are literally just us saying, do this, then do this. Don't worry about that. Ignore that. Just follow what we say step-by-step and you'll, you'll get results. And so again, a lot more practical Um, up to date actionable and a lot more on the growth front as well and that's kind of been um, symbolic of the the big push that we've been making on our uh, academy membership content strategy as as part of the past 12 months took us a little longer to get going on it because of the pandemic but it's in full swing now and um, it's it's paying off and don't get me wrong this this kind of This doubling down, this big drive in a new direction for the Academy content, it wasn't driven by negative feedback or anything like that. We've always had consistently great feedback from our members about our content. And as I said before, a big part of that is because we were able to fill in any gaps through being present in the community and through Q&As. So it's been nice to actually do this, though, because we've always known that even though members were happy with with what was in the academy we always knew it could be more and that i think is why it was frustrating yeah. when we when we went through that period with with retain 2019 being the priority over the academy that's why the frustration kept growing because we we were itching to kick things up a notch with our yeah. membership content we just didn't have the capacity um to do it so it's been to be nice to get back to basics on that front and really take things up into a higher gear and it is paying off course completion rates are higher members are taking action they're getting results people are sharing more wins as we said before we've got people on the workshops implementing as they go and launching new stuff during the workshops which is nuts and so of course we're going to be building on that over the coming um, well tw- at least 12 months or so yeah, uh, yeah. Something else we've done in 2020, if you if you weren't aware that 2020 is a bit of a strange year, then followers of the Membership Guys podcast or just the Membership Academy, this will put it over the edge for you. In 2020, was it three months ago, four months ago? Three months. Three months ago. We actually started a members Facebook group.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: yes and <laughs> um, I hope my tone is conveying just how odd that is for us because if you have followed us for a while, if you've listened to pretty much any time we talk about online community um, on the podcast you'll know that I I hate generally hates maybe a strong word I'm not a fan of using Facebook groups for the paid community side of your membership for a variety of reasons and yet we started one as an accompaniment to our main members forum.
1: Yeah and there was a few reasons that we've done this and first was because we have a lot of members who they love the Academy Forum And they want to create that for their members, but they also know their members are on Facebook. So they've asked us about, well, can I have both? Can I have a Facebook group and an on-site community? Mm. How would that work? So part of this was us wanting to demonstrate to members how it can work or if it can't work. Um, And a part of it was also testing our biases. So we're very much, as we say, fans of having your community on site so that it's easy for members to access. But there definitely is that that element where Facebook people are on it anyway and, and using it and things like that. So we wanted to test that bias a little bit and see how it would actually compare yeah. to the forum. And it's been quite interesting. It's an experiment that's still ongoing. But for listeners um, who are interested, at the minute, we've actually only had about 20, well, less than 20% of Academy members join the Facebook group. And we've had a lot of members say that they really like the forum. They're happy just sticking with the forum. So... It's, it's kind of an interesting experiment because mm. the majority of our members do prefer the forum. We, we do have, I think, about 400 people in the Facebook group at the minute. So it, it's not a small group, but as I said, it's less than 20% of our, our actual academy member, active member base. So it's it's interesting. We're going to leave yeah. it running a bit longer to see how it goes. But we positioned it very much as kind of a social side of the academy. So the forum was still where... The actual main conversations, Q&As, things like that were going to happen, the in-depth discussion. And the Facebook group was there more for members to connect with each other and to ask quick questions and things yeah. like that. And that's worked quite well. Um, it hasn't cannibalized on the forum activity at all, uh, which has been great to see because that was our big concern. But the forum's still going strong. Uh, the Facebook group hasn't taken anything away from that.
0: No, But what it's done, we are seeing people who, who don't participate in the forum, they are turning up in the Facebook group, because, you know, there's, there's certainly value to having somewhere where you can kind of go for, for more of kind of the chitchat, more of the social side of things. Um, so it's not setting the world alight, but um, it's, it's certainly, as Callie said, it's, it's something we're almost deliberately not forcing ourselves to do, but pushing ourselves to, to do so that we don't rest on our laurels. Um, with our own biases because um, you have to you have to experiment with these things and we are kind of the crash test dummies of the membership world and so for anyone who's kind of been considering having a foot in both camps and maybe having an online discussion forum for the more serious more in-depth topics and then a Facebook group for just the social casual chit chat posting funny gifs and stuff like that then you know we wanted to be able to try that out and, and, um, feedback. So it's, it's not hurting anything. It's not setting the world alight, but we didn't expect it to, because again, it's, you know, we had no intentions for this to replace the forum. And even if this just completely flopped, having the the insight to be able to share with yeah. people about it is is valuable in and of itself but at the same time it, there's enough pros to it in terms of um again kind of getting some people involved who are never going to use the forum i, I think over five years we've i could count on one hand how many people have just said they outright refuse to use an on-site forum and they you know, they, they're leaving because they want a Facebook group, um, which is fine. It's a a little odd because we were very clear on the sales page that we have a forum. So, you know, we don't have a Facebook group. We're very clear. We don't do Facebook groups. Um, but yeah, this is all to say that it's not, it's never been a deal breaker for us having a forum rather than a Facebook group. But you know, if it brings some people out the woodworks, um, and it's not cannibalizing on the main forum, then maybe it's something that becomes a long term thing. I think we're carrying on what was initially a three month experiment. We're going to be carrying that on for another few months, and uh, just to see, yeah, how it yeah. goes, and probably put a, a little more, uh, a little more kind of integration of the Facebook group into our onboarding, so make sure making sure that it's clearer for people um, where to go because. Outside of some of the initial announcements um, about us doing this test, it's not something we've heavily pushed. So we're going to play around with that a little bit. Uh, No doubt we'll be updating you guys here on the podcast about how the kind of the dual community strategy um, has played out over a longer period of time.
1: And it's interesting because... Like obviously, we didn't start this because there was an issue with the forum. We love the forum; it gets a lot of activity. But I was expecting at least fifty percent of members to join the Facebook. I group. wasn't. I wasn't. I I thought it'd be at least fifty percent of people just even just wanting to see how we were doing it because no. a lot of a lot of our members like to kind of just see how we're doing stuff. So I was expecting the uptake to be higher. And again, we're gonna continue adding it into the onboarding for newer members and things like that but it's been interesting seeing the results and kind of actually just how many people do like the forum and the forum format and they're not just using it because that's the only option yeah
0: this is the thing i i wasn't expecting a huge huge uptake i was kind of expecting what we're getting now like 15 to 20 percent of people who who just love facebook communities or just want to be part of a facebook community as well um But when, like, our forum gets a lot of engagement, a lot of activity, more than it should. Because remember, online memberships, this isn't, it's, it's, we're not a fitness membership, clearly. (laughs) We're not a a music membership. We're not a passion driven topic as such. It's not a, it's not a hobby. It's not a hangout and chat because, you know, I've got an hour or so to kill. It's, it's a business um, topic. And so, when people come into the community, by and large, they're they a little more in business mode. They're, and so the community is better suited to being that kind of study hall, office space, um, learning environment, as opposed to somewhere people just go to hang out, like a pub or a, a cafe. Um, so when you think about our community does better, like our forum... Gets more engagement, it gets more discussion, more posts than you would probably expect with the with the nature of the topic, Um, and so I I wasn't I wasn't anticipating fifty percent, definitely not. So it's kind of meeting my expectations now, and we could probably um, we could certainly position it a little a little better, a little clearer for our newer members to uh, to to find it um and that'll see just a little more of an uptick but yeah the the experiment continues but we thought we'd throw that one in there for those longer term listeners who might get a little bit of a a chuckle out of the fact that um you know one of the almost one of the like guaranteed things that we will never do we're doing Next thing you know, we'll be closing the doors to the membership and only opening it once a year. Yeah, no. That's never going, <laughs> That is never going to happen. <laughs> but then again, we said we'd never do the Facebook group. But no, that definitely will never happen. So, yeah, one more sign of just how upside down and back to front 2020 years, we started a private members Facebook group. Um, and then, of course, the other kind of, I suppose, the thing that brings us around to right now is... Planning Member Palooza, that's been the last, um, the better part of the past month, is planning this Member Palooza celebration that we held to mark the fifth anniversary of the Membership Guys. Uh, not Membership Guys, Membership Academy. Now, as we're recording this episode, we're actually live streaming it. So to mark the fifth anniversary of Membership Academy, we threw a week-long celebration with fun and festivities. We had workshops. We had training. We had opening parties with cake and cocktail. We had contest giveaways. We had the Retain Replay, which is a full day of um, recorded sessions from Retain Live 2019. And actually, in fact, as I'm saying this right now, as we recorded... This episode, the time of recording, was part of Member Palooza. We actually live streamed the recording of this episode a few weeks prior to when you're listening to it right now. Um, so yeah, Member Palooza has been a big, big thing for us because we we knew five years, big milestone. We really, really wanted to do something special to uh, to celebrate, and we're only on day two. But it's been fun so far. I enjoyed. Uh, I've enjoyed the opening party. I enjoy um, planning this and putting it together. So this is kind of the the point at which I suppose we'll pick up on next year's podcast episode on our yearly anniversary episode, um, and we can kind of talk about member palooza and what what happened after we stopped hitting record. Because I'm talking about Memo Palooza as if it was amazing, as if it was in the past. It could all go horribly wrong <laughs> over the next few days. It could, we don't but know. it won't. It could, but hopefully it won't. You never know. Honestly, if anything's just going to go catastrophically differently to how you think it might be, this is the year when <laughs> that will happen. That is true. Yeah. So um, Memo kind of brings to an end this little 12-month uh, recap of what's gone on within our business. But what are the next 12 months hold? What's what's next? What's coming up?
1: Well, a big thing for us, as we've said, is that up-leveling of the content, but we're also up-leveling the business in general as well. So one of the big things we're focusing on the minute, and some of you may have seen us actually starting to advertise for this, is that we're growing our team. And in mm. fact, we can announce that we actually officially hired our first full-time employee, our head of digital content, um, just this week. Yes. So we've actually just ad- um yeah, just hired somebody, and that's going to be our first full time employee. So we're growing.
0: We are. We can't announce who it is just yet, but there will be some form of announcement um, when when she takes up the role. But yeah, yeah. that the the offer went out like.
1: Friday, night. Friday,
0: last Friday night. Um, so yeah, real, real exciting. Um, we're also I'm um, going to be advertising for an, a full time in house graphic designer. Um, we still have a tech role that we're looking to fill too, and then likely next year, um, unless Kali yes. gets the itch a little <laughs> sooner, um, we'll be looking at at least one more full time hire. Most likely a community manager. I think that's next on the wish list. Um, so we'll we'll mention this just in case there's someone like awesome at membership community management who's thinking, I would really love to work for a company like Membership Academy. Then, hey, give us a little tinkle.
1: Yeah, there's a, a lot of great stuff. Like we don't want to give anything away just yet, but there's a lot of great stuff that we want to try and do with the Academy community next year mm-hmm. um where yeah we're really looking forward to kind of bringing somebody on board to, to help with that as well
0: yeah definitely definitely so um big big stepping up for the business next year's anniversary episode the recap is going to be interesting because this is probably i would say the next 12 months will be the the largest kind of concentrated period of business growth yeah um you know, so we've been we've been fortunate, we've been blessed to have enjoyed continuous year on year growth, um, in in terms of member size, in terms of revenue, in terms of profits and all that sort of stuff, um, since since we began. Um, but the business itself has always stayed kind of relatively lean, relatively nimble. We've got a team of of essentially like subcontractors. We've yeah. got um some people who are on retainer who essentially function as part of our active team and we have individual kind of subcontractors that we use regularly for things like design things like podcast editing um but apart from that it's it's us two it's yeah. me, Callie and the cat. Mm-hmm. So um, that's all set to change. So the year six anniversary episode is gonna be an interesting one yeah. to see how we navigate that journey because it's a whole, new, um, a whole new adventure for us. Obviously we mentioned community production, community content production mm-hmm. is gonna be a big, big focus, not just about creating awesome member content, but just making sure that our body of work inside the academy, And the roadmap and all of that is easy to follow that cuts through to what people need to get them results, provides clarity and not overwhelm. Um, The roadmap's a big part of that. Speaking of the roadmap, all of the great content we're creating will ultimately lead to a refreshing of the membership roadmap. Um, The roadmap, if you're not an Academy member, that's that's the thing that pulls everything together Within the academy and gives people that guided pathway through our material and resources. So, kind of phase two of our new content strategy um, will be that. it will be refining the roadmap, um, working from the new courses and workshops we've been doing. So, that's probably going to be twenty twenty one. We're focusing on that with the help of our new head of digital content, um, and we're also looking at what we can, what else we can offer to members in terms of that next level, like beyond the academy
1: yeah we have a lot of requests for kind of private coaching or if we run masterminds and things like that and you know we did have for anybody who has listened to these previously we previously have had a higher tier membership accelerator which was kind of a small group mastermind combined with private coaching which we put in hiatus actually when we started to plan retain because we knew we couldn't we wouldn't have the bandwidth yeah we
0: we put that on pause in order to focus on the the live event
1: but we're feeling like now now once um things are underway with the new content and things like that that it might be time to to dust that off or, yes. or bring something similar into the into yeah the
0: mix. we've been wanting to bring membership accelerator back in some shape or form um, as that next level for people who need a little more hands-on um, guidance from ourselves on the strategy and the marketing side of things retention and all that good stuff as well as that tighten it core group of of kind of mastermind partners essentially so keep an eye out for um development on that certainly over the next uh 12 months let's say let's not say the next two or three months because (laughs)
1: no definitely not this year definitely not
0: this year we'll be bringing that back in some form um and sadly we're also facing the reality that we'll be unlikely to travel as much um next year of course like everyone else uh we had been wanting to do a membership road trip. So every time we travel, we try and get together with members. And some of you who are listening um, or who are here for the live recording, we'll have had the opportunity to meet up with um, in the UK or over in the States. And we really, really, for a long time, have been wanting to do a, a membership guys road trip where we traveled around all of throughout the US, throughout the UK, maybe even Australia, getting into mainland Europe, and just host some get-togethers maybe some some more some mastermind events some workshops we would have loved to have done that in 2021 and we'd initially kind of penciled that in um but it's probably not going to happen next year um unless there are major developments on the the pandemic front so hopefully 2022
1: hopefully that's something we'll be able to talk about coming up on our sixth, sixth anniversary yes
0: podcast. yes so you never know you never know it might still happen it might be towards the back end of 2021 but that's definitely something that we're kind of going to be keeping an eye out for um for the opportunity opening up for us to be able to hit the road and yeah do kind of a membership road show i would love to do that because we love meeting up with our members you know it's uh, it's one of the great things about um, the success we've been able to achieve with the membership is that it affords us the time and the resources to come to you guys, right? And you know to come and grab a, a deep dish pizza in Chicago or a Philly cheesesteak with with our members. Notice how all my plans revolve around food. around food. We are going <laughs> to Philadelphia. Like we do this road trip. We're going to Philly because I want a cheesesteak. I want a turkey sandwich from the <laughs> the market. Place that I got the turkey. It's the best turkey sandwich ever. The Philly cheesesteak. Oh, it's incredible. So, anyway, so hopefully that'll happen. And if it hasn't already happened by next year's anniversary episode, then we'll at least hopefully have some plans for when that might happen. And that's it. That is that is the last 12 months of membership academy. Hopefully, you've enjoyed um our little trip through what has been an eventful turbulent year where not everything has gone as planned and certainly we are far from the only people um, who have experienced that but we've got lots of exciting stuff on the horizon. Um, We've being able to pick back up from the, the rockier start of the start of the year and we're being able to help other people to do that. And we're really looking forward to the next twelve months. Again, like we said before, just getting back to the basics of things. Getting back to the basics and being able to just fully concentrate on the core of the academy. It's gonna be fun.
1: Yeah, it is definitely and also that next level of the business growth yeah. actually learning to to kind of it's a bit cliche these days but step more into the kind of ceo role and mm-hmm. having that team and things um as opposed to it just being mostly down to the two of us yeah
0: and i would say we've certainly drifted in the last couple of years a little more into working in the business than working on the business yeah. um so getting that balance back again is going to be um really cool and i'm really excited for for the new staff that we're bringing on yeah. board i can't wait I nearly said her name but we can't say who who we've where we've hired But um, I can't wait for her to come on board
1: we can say though that we've accidentally ended up so far with a local yes to us. We, keep, we
0: keep we keep like seeking to recruit people for remote working positions and then accidentally hiring people who are really local to us like totally not intentional but we just keep we just keep building this really local team which is is it's nice it's nice but it's also it's it's also quite ironic and quite funny so that is it that's 12 months of the academy our little look back on year five year five of membership academy do you feel old
1: i really do i do it feels
0: (laughs) on the one hand I, i can't really wrap my head around the fact it's been five years but on the other it feels like we've been doing this forever
1: it really does it really does it's hard to remember life before (laughs) the membership guys
0: yeah it's it's nuts so that is our little trip down memory lane i think it's good we end things there before we start getting a little too much into the existential crisis of (laughs) how old we are and the ever ever ebbing away Sands of time um, so um next week it'll be back to business as usual here on the membership guys podcast we've got another fantastic dose of proven practical tips and advice for growing your membership i want to say big big thank you to the one and only callie willows for joining me for this anniversary special
1: thank you for letting me
0: yes it's the it's the yearly cameo because you're getting too big for your britches Just with too popular. you are with your behind the membership podcast you're getting you've gone a little bit hollywood i've got to be honest so i've got to limit how how much we get, how much we get you on the show and um, thanks so much for listening hopefully you've enjoyed it hopefully um you've gained some inspiration some insight and if nothing else you found it entertaining i'll be back again next week with another installment of the membership guys podcast